You're listening to the Weekend Warrior Show, presented by Cedar Sinai. What's going on, LA? This is Kobe Bryant. That's right. Mahalo. Aloha. Start your weekend off right, listening to the Weekend Warrior Show with Dr. Clapper. Ahui hoy. Every Saturday morning from 7 to 9 a.m. on ESPN, 710, home of your Los Angeles Lakers. Welcome back, Weekend Warriors. That's the talking heads. David Burns singing. They're playing right next to him. On keyboard is the great Jerry Harrison, who went to Harvard. A super smart guy. Let's listen to what Jerry Harrison feels about rock and roll. A smart guy who went to Harvard, but he's learned to be confident and to be able to take risks. Listen to Talking Heads Naked, number three. I think that what used used to be and what still makes rock and roll when it's working right, exciting, is when it has a little bit, it has that sense of risk, where you really don't know quite what's going to happen, where people kind of are, you know, they're taking all of their talent and all of their, um, uh, you know, inspiration at that moment and going out there on that limb and it might fall apart or it might be really something great. And that's what when it and when, why I don't like a lot of music is when it's so careful. Anyway, that's what I like in music is I like that sense of risk. It's what I like in art and what I like in people. You know, it's people that are willing to, oh, just take a chance with their lives a little bit. And Rebecca, let's play Jets quarterback Ryan Fitzpatrick number three about repping Harvard University in the NFL. I think being a, a chameleon in that way helps me. You know, being being a Harvard graduate. There's definitely a certain amount of pride that I take in that as well and want to be able to represent the university in the right way. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, yeah, there's there's definitely um, some misconceptions about uh, Harvard graduates, and we all kind of get lumped into the same category. The great Dr. Sean Raget. Sean, take us back. It's your first day of fellowship, and you're walking on the campus. Are you just pinching yourself? Take us back to that first day of being at Harvard. Yeah, it's a good uh, it's a good question, Dr. Clapper. You know, it's I think back to when it hit me that okay, here you are. You're about to go to Harvard. You're about to spend some time with some of the pioneers of orthopedic surgery, the the teachers of my teachers. You know, mm-hmm. a lot of the people that trained me back in Cedar Sinai did got taught from these guys, and they were mm-hmm. from Boston, and, and that was part of the inspiration for me to go there. I said, hey, let me go to where it, you know where where a lot of this stuff started and, and try mm-hmm. to and try to get it from the original source. And so it didn't hit me like like you said until I got there. And I got there, I remember I had to, you know, walk in Brigham and Women's is one of the Harvard hospitals. But I knew I could do it and I and obviously I had the confidence going into this, but it, it definitely made me think. It you know, for a few moments it did make me have be a little nervous, maybe have some doubts and did I, oh, am I going to be okay? Do I, do I remember all the things I need to in regards to um, the, uh, this procedure or those questions or those articles? And a lot of these things started to rush through my head, hoping that I'm not going to disappoint anyone here as, uh, as a, a, what we call a, a new fellow coming in. And so 
I got in, I started to meet the, meet people and, and figuring out uh, the hospital. Uh, let me tell you, figuring your way around a new hospital is, is, is honestly like go, going to a maze. It is. It took about two weeks for me not to be five minutes behind on getting anywhere just because I took three wrong elevators and three wrong hallways. And so there was, there was a lot of growing pains in navigating the environment. But mm-hmm. uh, I, I did what I always do best, which is try to really get to know people from the doctors to the assistants to the scrub techs to the janitors to figuring out and try to get myself into this community and accepted in this community as soon as possible. And and that really helped because as soon as I found some some people that were close to me in that way, they they kind of helped me get embraced and. Let me tell you, all of the concerns I had about Harvard, which getting there about not being ready for it, those were, you know, within a month or so, I'd say those were the wrong concerns to have. In fact, they weren't worried about nitpicking me on any individual specific questions on did you learn this and did you learn that. But I learned that they were there to to really teach me that, hey, these, this is how you need to think about surgery and we want you to be able to think and process and handle any situation. And it was those tools that really the place started to instill in me. And and some of those old pioneers were still there. One of them is Thomas Thornhill. He's been around mm-hmm. for a long time. He's, he's really contributed a lot to orthopedic surgery. And he had a weekly conference that I started to attend to. And then all of a sudden he turned from this guy I knew and in, in, in published in the research and at conference to a mentor to someone I started talking to on a weekly basis, someone who started to tell me some of the best jokes that I've ever heard uh, because he was such a funny guy. And those relationships start became some of the things I will always be appreciative for from my time there. Well, it doesn't make you smarter to be there. You're already smart, but it gives you confidence so that when you can come back and be a young attending and actually have your own patients now to take care of, you now have that confidence, you're already smart, but you now have the confidence to be able to sit in the room and, and what do they say? Drop the mic. Nobody can mess with you. Your knowledge is there, but your confidence certainly gets even higher because you went to that place, Harvard, to train. Yeah, I, I absolutely agree. Uh, and, and they do push you to get your confidence up, and they do that by challenging you. And that mm-hmm. and that challenge really did take my confidence to another level. I mean, yeah. they they have conferences and surgery. They would ask you questions, and they wouldn't just want you to answer necessarily the way they do it. Mm-hmm. They wanted you to answer with what you would do. And then if you did suggest something different, and that's one of the things I learned at Harvard, there are a lot of different ways to do something right. And mm-hmm. Things aren't as black and white as maybe some people might think. There, you can do it this way, mm-hmm. you can do it that way, but you should understand why you're doing it and mm-hmm. you know, have a reason for it. Is, there, is it a scientific reason? Is it a logical reason? Is it a reason specific to that individual patient's needs or anatomy? And, and as long as you supported that decision, they would accept the answer. But if you, if you stated a reason to do something when you were asked and put on the spot and it was just based on something that you, know, you thought was the right answer in the book a while ago, they would challenge you and, and let you know why you were wrong. And, mm-hmm. and, and that experience was, was really valuable because sometimes you need to be put down a little bit in order to mm-hmm. take it to the next level. And, and, and that, you know, it wasn't just only positive reinforcement. They, they did tell you when you were wrong. And 
mm-hmm. and, and you, you felt bad about that. And so you, you made sure that the next time you had five reasons before going mm-hmm. into the surgery for what you wanted to do. Exactly. Well, I can just tell you, I'm so proud of you. I'm sure they're so proud of you. And this is only the beginning of it all. But I suspect the person who's the most proud of you is your dad. So happy Father's Day to him because he's created a surgeon that we can all be proud of. And happy Father's Day to you coming up because of the little girl that you have. I want to thank you so much for making time to be with us. You've brightened everyone's day. Thanks so much, Sean. Thank you. Thank you, Dr. Clapper, for having me on the show. And, you know, hopefully one day you're going to be calling me Roger Magic, just like Pitts Magic. (laughs) (laughs) I am already. uh, Thanks so much. All right. Thanks. Right, have a good day. Really appreciate Take it. Take care. Okay. Bye-bye. That's the great Dr. Sean Rajay from Cedar sinai Great young thinker, mind, and a great young surgeon. I'm proud to be at Cedars to have people like that working alongside me. All right. Coming up next, the clinic will be open. The number is 877-710-ESPN. You're listening to the one and only Weekend Warrior Show here on 710-ESPN.